Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Hour number two of 630 Chet Inside Sports for this Monday evening is underway. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins this week as he is uh, doing his fringe duties and having fun there. So Reed will be back in this chair a week from today. We got the uh, Eskimos and Bombers coming up on Friday. Been talking a lot about that in the, the first hour of the show. And we will talk about that again in the last half hour of this hour because it's the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss hosted by Morley Scott. So we'll get to that. We'll hear from Morley a little bit later on of this half hour as well. Uh, scoreboard update, FC Edmonton is in action as they're in Winnipeg to play Valor FC. They're in the 48th minute. It is 1-0 for Edmonton with Easton on Garrow scoring in the 30th minute. FC Edmonton uh, doing a good job uh, as of late, uh, really coming on in the season. So good job, good on them. Uh, Blue Jays are off today. They will play the LA Dodgers tomorrow at uh, Rogers Center. So that's what we have there. So pretty exciting weekend in Edmonton. It's always uh, an annual uh, event uh, around this point. And Reed Wilkins starts his vacation uh, by competing in the half marathon or the Edmonton marathon. So there you go. Uh, that's always very exciting. He's the only person I know that would start his vacation with more work. Well, hey, you, you know, uh, those that l- run, and I, I personally don't get it because I'm less like, that's just... That's just so much work. I right. Just, maybe this is me being lazy. I don't know what it is, but I mean, Reed loves it. Reed's talked about it. I mean, he competed at the New York Marathon for goodness' sake, so he got to do that. That was always a cool story. Um, so whatever you did, half marathon, full marathon, good on you. Well, I'm excited to have Natalie Shanahan on the show as she attempted something I think really, really cool yesterday. Natalie, welcome to Inside Sports. Nice to have you along. Thank you for having me. All right. So you ran a half marathon yesterday. Your time, one hour, 27 minutes, and 44 seconds. Now, you just didn't run on your own. No, tell, I sure tell didn't. Us, tell us, tell us what, uh, what was unique about your race. I was blessed to be able to attempt the world record for fastest half marathon with a double stroller. So in my stroller, I had my twin 14-month-old identical twin daughters. <laughs> outstanding. Outstanding. Now, you attempted, and you you thought you had it, right? And then all of a sudden you got the news that, well, actually, uh, the record was already broken. Yeah. I, I went into the race at least having the mindset reset um i found out thursday night that the goal or that the record had been broken not too long ago okay so i had to 
mentally regroup and go from training for a 130 marathon half marathon to trying to go for a 125 half marathon which five minutes doesn't sound like a lot but when you're running it's a big difference That's, so, that was my next question because yeah it, it's five minutes right but but tell me what the difference five minutes makes in about 72 hours or or 48 hours time there's nothing really you can do differently you're in your taper so you just have to mentally recalculate the pace and i went from knowing i needed to run a 416 minute per kilometer to running a four minute per kilometer i went into the race thinking there's no way i could absolutely do this yeah not even get close i had prepped for the 130 so i was like you know what we'll just aim for that but i will still try mm-hmm. and if I can't maintain that four-minute kilometer, we'll just see what happens. And to come two minutes shy of the record blew my mind, Yeah, and I'm exceptionally proud. That must have been a, I don't want to say consolation prize, but that, that had to feel like a win, too. Oh, it, it felt like a huge win to me to know that I set out and beat my original goal. And the icing on the cake was this was my very first run with my girls. Wow. So it's the first time crossing the line with my daughters. And that's a really monumental, memorable moment. No question. And, you know, back to when you found out and you had to really, you know, get you know, kind of flip your mind around to, okay, this is what I'm going for now. I mean, at that point, you found out Thursday. The race is Sunday. Um, the training's almost in the bag because, I mean, you can't, at that point, it, I'm just thinking myself. If you if you pushed harder to train to to get that four minute uh, per uh, per um, uh, kilometer, that you could run the risk of injury. That's what I'm thinking. You know, it's that close to race day. You're not really going for many runs, anyways. Yeah. So whatever I had already done, I just had to trust in my abilities and hope for the best. And really, the half marathon isn't my forte. This was an opportunity to kind of work on some speed and strength training, do something cool, and bring awareness to my 24-hour running, which is my bigger priority. Yeah, that's the. we'll, we'll get to that in a moment yep. because uh, you have a big race coming up. <laughs> so, I do, yes, so we'll, another one. We, we will talk about that as uh, Natalie, <laughs> Natalie Shanahan joins us uh, here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Uh, she competed in the uh, half marathon of the Edmonton Marathon yesterday, attempting to break the Guinness Book of World Record for fastest time while pushing a double stroller, and she came just shy, two minutes shy of the record. So that is very, very cool. Uh, so tell me about... It's not just running. You got to push this stroller. Uh, your twin girls are in there. I'm sure. What, what else did you have in the stroller? I'm sure. You, did you, you you try to make it as light as possible, or is there just certain things you got to put in that stroller? Because I no, wouldn't say this. It's you're lugging a load here. <laughs> yes, on race day, I for sure just went as minimal as possible. They had a blanket to keep them warm because it was a bit of a chilly, wet morning. Yes, and that was about it. So they are 40 pounds together, and the stroller itself is about 35 to 40 pounds. So it was about 80 pounds that I was pushing. That's crazy. (laughs) On training days, you throw in the diaper bag, too, or if I'm running to the gym or something, the diaper bag's in there. You got snacks, toys. But on race day, I was like, nope, we're going bare minimum. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked out, clearly. It was fantastic. The girls were happy. They were up super early, so they slept 90% of the race. 
<laughs> I talked to them a couple times when they cried a bit and just said, hey, Dada's at the finish line. Dana's <laughs> at the finish line. We're going to be there soon. Now, how much uh, did you have to do any maintenance on the stroller itself to make sure that it's running nice and smoothly for you? Uh, well, my husband did a fair amount of little tune-ups, made sure the tires were good, and we did bring it into Revolution Cycle, and they did it a quick little look over, too, and awesome. just made sure the brakes weren't rubbing too much. So a little bit of work, but not too, too much. How cool is this? And what is it? What was it like, Natalie, to have this is like this is twofold. This is a, you know, a really personal goal for you, and, and this is about, um, you know, like you say, training for the 24 hours, which we will talk about in a moment. But you also talked about the chance to race with your twin girls. There's so much personal uh, about this that I mean, you kind of got the best of both worlds here. It's amazing. Like for me, it's about inspiring my girls for sure like how to be fit active set goals work hard make dreams come true reset goals when things go wrong then it's not always smooth sailing that was definitely learned this past week but also to inspire other moms out there too like for me my running is my mental health time that's my me time Mm -hmm. but there's way you can incorporate your kids into it and still get your me time. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot more work to push the stroller, but my girls are so used to it. They nap, so I still get to disconnect and not fully be mom, mom, mom yeah. 24-7. You get that little bit of a, I call it baby break. That's very cool. And like we said, uh, you are a 24-hour marathon. you got a big race coming up in France. Let, let's talk about it. Yeah, so... I mean, all of this came about because I'm gearing up to represent Canada. I'm on the national team for the 24-hour running championships, which are run by the IAU, which is part of the IAAF. So this is our Olympics. you got the very best 24-hour runners in the world. It's a very elite field. These, I mean, it's incredible to see some of these athletes. So it's an honor to be running alongside them and knowing that I'm actually starting to keep up with them too. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my big goal. That's on October 26th, 27th in France. LB France, so southern France. Wow, that is very cool. And uh, I'm sure you take a bit of time off, but uh, when you get back going, uh, what's the training regimen like for you to get ready for this race? So the big push now is high mileage. So doing almost back-to-back 50K runs most weekends i'll i'll build it back up a little bit slowly here um but then strength training speed work as well and yeah basically running five to six days a week and long everything long because i have a lofty goal for this next race too wow and then on top of it you got a mom i do strength training two times a week at least And, yeah, right now I'm doing a lot of work trying to fundraise as well for this trip Mm -hmm. because we get zero funding from the government. Yeah. And it's very, very expensive to travel over there and compete. (laughs) 
No kidding, no kidding. Well, uh, it was great to meet you, Natalie, and we're gonna we got your number, so it would be great to have you back on the show, maybe uh, just before you go, and uh, definitely after you go or after you compete. There, uh, it'd be nice to have you back on the show and uh, to let us know how it all worked out. So, really nice to meet you again. And uh, hey, I mean, you didn't set the record, but you came very close, and I'm sure that goal is going to be uh, something you're going to attempt again. But it was really nice to meet you, and uh, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. That is Natalie Shanahan, who came two minutes shy of setting a new Guinness World Record for the fastest half marathon time in a double stroller. And that seems easy. Uh, it's not. <laughs> I mean, she's she's pushing about 80 pounds. And I'm sure once you get going, it probably feels a little bit lighter. But, uh, I mean, it's not always the best terrain that you're on and you know there's, there's turning there's there's lots of things you have to do and yeah i mean good on her husband and good on going to revolution cycle right on and getting that getting that stroller tuned up i wonder how many stroller wheels they had to go through i mean that's amazing so we'll uh we'll keep track of natalie as uh, she gets ready for the uh, 24-hour uh world championship in france so great guest Love meeting her and uh, very excited for her. So it's 717. When we come back, Morley Scott will check in, talk a little Eskimo, set up the show that you'll hear at 730 tonight. Oh, you know what we're going to do now? Let's just do it now, Kellen. Let's do it now. Because we're going to, we've been talking about this big matchup with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, all show, most of the show, we're going to talk about it for a lot of the week uh, here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. It's the Eskimos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and a share of first place is on the line. The Eskimos win by eight points or more. They win the season series. They get a key tiebreaker, and that is very important going into later in the season. But I have a four-pack of tickets. Caller number, oh, let's go with caller number four. Okay. At 780-496-0063. Winner receives a four-pack of tickets to the Eskimos and Bombers Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Seven twenty-one here on six thirty. Chad inside sports. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins. Valor FC is tied it up now on FC Edmonton. Sixty-second minute. They are one-one. That game in Winnipeg. Uh, Jays do not play tonight. They'll start a series at home against the LA Dodgers. And we bring in Morley Scott from your uh, six thirty. Hey, Chad broadcast team. My partner. How's busy, it going? Uh, good. Busy day and busy week in Winnipeg. Hey, they, yeah. The Valor are playing tonight. The NFL game there on Thursday. And Aaron Rodgers apparently is going to play. Yeah, that's the word. So, so that'll maybe spike ticket sales a bit. I hope so. I'm, I'm sure there's a coincidence between that being announced today and <laughs> the lack of ticket sales to the games. So far, someone from the uh, now I believe the Bombers are putting the game on, right? Well, I well, it's I some other it, group. I'm not okay. sure. I think the Bombers are obviously getting some money out of it, and they're yeah. behind it. Uh, but it's uh, some other uh, one sports or something. They're promoting it, so and it makes me wonder. Call the president of the Packers now <laughs> and tell them we need Rodgers to play. Antonio Brown. I don't know. Is he going to play? He filed another grievance about the helmet. Yeah, it's weird. Like, just get a new helmet, dude. I mean, I understand that. Helmets are not equal to every cranium, mm-hmm. 
but there's got to be a helmet in the world. Well, that you and we wear. did hear the story Blake told us in the pregame show, right? Yes. Um, this week, and he was talking about how when the CFL changed helmets, that he didn't want to wear the old helmet because it didn't cover his ears properly or something. Yeah. And he ended up getting the okay to do it. They just put the, the new stickers on the old helmet for him. <laughs> so, but that was more about advertising, I think, than safety. So Rogers is going to play on Thursday in Winnipeg as the uh, Ra- uh, Raiders host the, uh, I don't know whose home game this is. Raiders play the Packers. Yeah, I think it's a Packers home game, I think. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's fine. That makes more sense, actually. So they get last bats. And the uh, <laughs> and the Eskimos won't see Matt Nichols on Friday. He's out four to six weeks on the six-game shoulder injury. And Sounds Eskimos- like it could be longer, too, some people are saying, right? Well, yeah. We'll see. It looked so much like the injury Ricky Ray got in Toronto uh, in, like, week two of the season. What I don't know what year it was, 12 yeah. or 13 or and they whatever. They were playing in the Dome. Yeah. Sky Dome. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. So it looked very similar. I think Charleston Hughes hit him. On that one, so and the Eskimos find, always find a way to get in front of Chris Drevler. He'll it'll be his fifth CFL start, third against the Eskimos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's uh, I, you know what I, I've I've liked him since he came in. Although he's he hasn't doesn't throw the ball very well or very no. much. So we'll see now that he gets to do it on in a on a with a steady diet of of uh, playing time. How how much he's improved and how better he can be. But he can sure run with it. That's for sure. And he yeah. causes fits with that. And he's had, what, 368 yards passing in the two games. He's played uh, both under 200 yards. I don't think he played the whole game against the Eskimos on November the 3rd. Or maybe he did. I can't really remember that game uh, somewhat. But he has four touchdowns, two interceptions, has a rushing touchdown. And, you know, Blake made this comment about, and I said, rushing quarterbacks or running quarterbacks have given the Eskimos fits this year. He says, well, running quarterbacks gives everyone fits. Watch the Calgary Stampeders. Yep. They had a heck of a time with Vernon Adams and yep. Strevlers. He's built like a tank. Yeah, he's big. I, I, and he's so good at just finding holes. Like, uh, And he does the, the RPO so well. Um, or at least he attempts to do it. And, and he seems to, you know, he, it's... It, but there's a whole different thing, though, right? It, coming in just once... You know he'll he'll come in and he'll run it, get the get the first down, then he'll stay in for one play. Sometimes before Nichols comes back in, and it's different when you're when you're there from the start of the game. Yeah, and, and you're doing every play, and the defense is looking at you every time you're snapping the football, and they're just getting they're getting a read on you a little bit. So yeah, it's different. Short practice day today for the Eskimos, basically a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. They got home very late on uh, Saturday morning. They had a little bit of delays. Uh, we saw Matt O'Donnell. Yeah, Matt O'Donnell is out, which is uh, which is certainly good news. Um, he is uh, he's a guy who certainly will help, won't he? Uh, yep. he's, uh, he's not going to play this week. He's no. still on the six game. He's got one game to go, so he's practicing now. I would assume he's ready and will be able to play Labor yeah, Day. Labor Day, which is going to last be- time he came back at Labor Day. No, it was a week after Labor Day. They Amen. won. Uh, he came back from the NFL. They That's won right. ten straight games. They never lost a game. That's right. I got to go let the coach in. Okay, I look forward to uh, the Eskimos coaches show with. Uh, Jason Moss, hosted by the man you just heard, Morley Scott, here on 6.30. Chad, as the Eskimos get ready to play the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Friday night. We got it for you right here. Countdown to kickoff begins at 5.30. The kickoff is at 7 with Morley Scott, yours truly, Blake Dermott, and Brendan Escott. Uh, Richard says, a super cool interview. I wonder if there's any stipulation in the record books for weight class of the babies. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if that person got the record had smaller, younger babies. Maybe they should subdivide their record into different categories. (laughs) Richard, that is the text of the month. So you have your heavyweight babies. You have your cruiserweight babies. Yeah, I got a feeling there would be... Welterweight babies. I got a feeling there might be a tad bit of pushback because of 
<laughs> if they ever did that stipulation. Yeah, that probably is Maybe not. the winner gets a belt like in WWE or something like that, and they yeah. just hold the belt until the next person gets it. Uh, that could be. <laughs> the baby belt. Yeah. I have no I have no words. <laughs> Interesting question. Uh, Little League World Series going on. Uh, Canada's entry is gone. They lost 8-1 to the Caribbean team. Uh, the team is from, uh, I believe, from British Columbia. So I have that in front of me, and I don't know why I lost it. Anyway. I believe they're from British Columbia. So, well, what was cool yesterday is watching uh, Sunday Night Baseball. Mm. The Pirates, of course, they're from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I saw photos about Cup. this. They were playing at the at the stadium where the Little League World Series is. That's unreal. Three thousand capacity. And the Pirates unfortunately got crushed by the Cubs, but it was a pretty cool moment. And it was something like the all the crowd was all the kids playing in the tournament and all the coaches and teams yeah. and everything like that. That is awesome. Yeah, fantastic. well done. Hey, NHL, let's make that happen, you know, at, at the NHL level and pick a tournament somewhere and let's have a regular season game, you know, at, uh, I don't know, somewhere along the line. Get it done. His name's Kellen Kennedy. My name's Dave Campbell. I'll talk to you tomorrow night at 6.05. Stand by. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss, hosted by Morley Scott. It's coming up. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.